Dan, this has been a great month for firewood, for YouTube, for the podcast. There's just this big, happy feeling about firewood and everyone around it. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what I mean. There's been so much going on and it's like early in the year yet. There's the whole yeah. summer and fall ahead of us. My yeah. goodness. There was the recent uh, Hoosier hysteria, a big firewood uh, charity drive in Indiana. And that was really cool. Uh, yeah. That's like, there's like a, what would you call that? Like a firewood bank or. Uh, yeah. It was a campground ran. Was it ran by uh, veterans? Yes. And all of the wood that was processed during that event was donated. The time, the effort was donated so that now they can sell that firewood at their campground throughout the year and collect all the profits from it and, and help out the campground and veterans, I believe. That was really nice. That was. And it was run by or organized by a YouTube channel, KNL Firewood. Uh, maybe we could put a link to his channel in our podcast yeah. notes. Yep, Mike and, at KNL. Yeah. That was really nice. I met him very shortly last year. He's just a nice uh, gentleman. I like him. And and what he did out there was nice. And it when you look at people that uh, some of the people that were there were also at my place. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend before. <laughs> and and um the, the it is just this common thing that's bring that brings everyone together and it's just making firewood what is it about firewood dan i have no idea i do not know i can't put a finger on it i can't describe it it's just something that if you know you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is just something fun about it and i don't know it's there's just a lot of nice people and you know everyone's different and everyone comes from a different background it seems and they have different interests but the one common interest is firewood and then when everyone gets together it's just nice yeah i, th I think one big factor is you know typically when you process firewood you're probably doing it either alone or with only maybe one or two other people so when you have an organized get together and you have all these like-minded individuals come together with a common goal at the end of the day to make a bunch of firewood. I think it even heightens the enjoyment. And it's just, it's something special. I agree. I see uh, people that are just, just enjoying themselves. It's like time doesn't matter. Time stands still. I, I can speak from experience here at my place for my open house a couple weekends ago. These guys, man, they worked, guys and gals. They worked, man. The one guy was just drenched <laughs> in sweat. And all of them just put their time in. And I never expected anything, and they never asked for anything. It was just something they wanted to do. Yeah. And and those uh, those people that were at the uh, Hoosier Firewood Hysteria, they made a lot of wood. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They yeah, filled they like this entire shed. It was yeah. crazy. I agree. It looked to be a mountain. <laughs> they had like that barn kind of thing with the bays and they just had it all. Well, that was a lot. Yep. 
looked to be a year's worth of campground uh, firewood. I I can also say too, Dan, at my place, everyone I met was nice. I didn't meet anyone that you know is just kind of awkward or weird or unfriendly. I guess is the right word. There was no conflict. If you ran into someone, no one cared. There was just no um, hidden agenda, you know? It was just nice. And then, I don't know, uh, have you ever come to think of it? I don't even know if I've ever met anyone in Firewood that I didn't like. Well, hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe I have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think people who are in that mindset, who are kind of antisocial, not really wanting to get together, I think they stay away, so you maybe don't have a chance to meet them at events like this. But I have met a handful, a few people that, I don't know, just for whatever reason, they kind of rub me the wrong way, or I rub them the wrong way. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of those things that you just have to get past and move on. You mean a firewater? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, a <fire. laughs> I see like there could be a TV show or a book, you know, about the lonely woodcutter. You know, you think of like Paul Bunyan <laughs> with him. All he had was that was that that big ox. blue ox. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. Paul Bunyan probably didn't have any enemies. If he did, he would have probably just stepped on him. But <laughs> I don't I I, I just, you know, I was just making that comment that I, I don't think I've ever met anyone in Firewood that I didn't like. But then I thought, oh, wait a second. That's not true. Because there, <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple. Uh, not nothing major, but uh, I got enough insight into some some of these guys that, uh, you know, I just move on. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's, you know, we talked the one time about the wood snobs being like on the customer side of things, but I think there might be some wood snobs in the producer side of it as well. Like people making firewood out there. I don't know. I think maybe it's yeah. just spending too much time alone in the woods. <laughs> kind of, you know, a hardened soul that doesn't like interacting with us other wood hounds. <laughs> the term snob, I think, is very interesting when you think about firewood because I don't see firewood as a snobby industry. And when I think of snobs, I think you and me had this discussion before. I think some of the biggest snobs that I've ever met were on a golf course, <laughs> a, a ski slope, and an airport's. <laughs> and Wasn't I don't that know all what... in the same trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't use a white ball when you golf in the winter time, I guess. No. <clears throat> no, I don't golf, but I have golfed in the past and I got into golf enough to where you know, you learn like some of the people that take golf serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, they stand in judgment of you when you're out on the course. They're not they're just waiting for you to get done. You know, they are, they are just, uh, they're standing, they're watching you and everything that you do is annoying them. <laughs> <laughs> they can tell by the shoes that you're wearing that you are, uh, offending their, their offend, you are offending their course. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I think that was kind of the, the situation with the individual I had a little encounter with is he kind of looked at me as I wanted to, 
discuss with him like how he did his business, his firewood and everything, and, and kind of do a video on it for YouTube. But he felt that that was like exposing his secrets and he didn't want the world to know about how he made firewood and that I was like <laughs> someone trying to, you know, in terror, like get in there and find out, you know, what the secret is about firewood. So uh, he just kind of looked at me as, you know, the, a YouTuber that was trying to make, you know, a name for himself with firewood and not knowing anything about firewood. So he felt like, what are you doing? You, know, yeah. you were going to uncover his secret of how he would cut the logs at 16 inches and then split them in half. <laughs> yes. And then let them dry for six months and sell them. I mean, yeah. you know, this is, this is, he had this very, <laughs> he, he had this very secret technique called stacking that um, <laughs> exactly. separated himself from all the other people out there in the world. And one day I will rule the world. <laughs> yes. And I just, I just was kind of taken, you know, I was like, what? I don't, I don't see how if someone, in Pennsylvania watches this video and finds out where you're located, how it's going to have any effect on your business. You know, I just didn't see that. I, I felt like uh -huh. it would be more of an exposure opportunity to get people to be aware of him, but I guess yeah. not. That's funny too. Now that you mentioned that, I wasn't even thinking of this guy, but there was this one time <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were on vacation. It was when my daughters were in travel softball, we were out of state and at a tournament, at a hotel, and you know, you Google, you look around, and there was a um, there was a firewood business close by. So I thought I would just go look, and and it was open to the public. Yeah, and he he sold equipment too. And what a gosh, this guy's just so unpleasant. Everything uh, he he, <laughs> I think we talked about this in a past episode. I mean, he had strong opinions, and that was it. And anything else that <laughs> anything else that was different was wrong, you know. And I was like, "Gosh, when when you show up at someone's wood yard, you know, normally the people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you can talk about wood and species and this and that and stuff.' And this guy, he was just, he was the opposite, man. I thought he should have probably just got back from golfing on his way to his <laughs> ski trip or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's typically what we were talking about at the beginning here. Typically you think of, you know, people that are into firewood is like a brotherhood where you're all are on the same topics and themes and thinking and you have so much in common you want to start talking about the way you do things and they do things and but some people, man, those are like guarded secrets. They don't want to tell you anything about their business yep. and they don't want you telling anyone else about their business. Yeah. Good heavens. <laughs> yeah, there was another guy. Now, I wouldn't call him a snob, but it was, uh, I was thinking, you know, I don't even know if I met, I've ever met anyone in the firewood industry that I didn't like, but this was the first thing that popped into my head. This guy uh, was selling firewood. He was on Facebook and the pictures of his firewood looked great. They were all um, stacked in eight foot face cords, thirds of cords. And they were um, stacked four foot tall, really neat with T posts. You know, it was just exactly everything in, in thirds. So I drove out there and sure enough, it was the pictures were legit. It was exactly how he had all of his wood set up and he had his price. And I was like, you know what? I'll take a cord. So he mentioned that it was going to be for two of these stacks. And I says, no, I said, a cord is three. 
And he says, oh, no, it is not, you know, and they were. So he was going to sell me 16 feet of firewood and he was calling it a cord. And I was telling him that it's it's three. You know? Yeah. And he just, I mean, he went sour on me, man. And I just politely <laughs> excused myself. And I was like, you know, well, I said, uh, I'll just uh, I'll just go somewhere else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I was like, gosh, this guy was just, I mean, he was a jerk. And, you know, he was ripping people off. Now, maybe he didn't know. He honestly thought that two, two eight-foot stacks, four-foot tall is a cord, which it isn't. But um, he wasn't the only person I ever met doing that, but he was the first one that I met that was, you know, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there's, I've, I've never had any, uh, experience like that. I, you know, cause I don't, I don't usually go out and buy wood and I, when I sell it, I don't have my measured amounts, but it'd be interesting to know though, if you like, what would happen if you would have showed him, like, you know, pulled out your phone and Googled a cord of firewood measurements. <laughs> and I think at, at that point it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy it anyways. And it was like the. Remember my story, the lady with the car, I wanted to buy her car yep. off of, and she wouldn't give me her, she wouldn't <laughs> give me her address. And I was thinking, you know what, even if I went down this road and negotiated with her to get the address so I can come see the car, I'm not going to buy it anyway. So move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't think that firewood is a snobby industry and or a snobby trade. I don't know. I, I think, you know, firewood is like the industry of the people where uh, everyone, you know, there's, there's no high hurdle. Anyone with the, with the desire can be a part of it. And it's big enough to where you can find your own little thing uh, that you want to do. I just, I think when I, when I think of also snobs, um, I think the one profession that I have not had good luck with are electricians. I find them to be very protective of their um, profession, or maybe they're just very proud of what they're doing because, you know, it is what the heck is dangerous work and stuff. But um, when I try to make small talk with people, um, people plumbers are easy to talk to, drywallers, <laughs> roofers, but man, electricians, they just, um, they're, they're tough. I, <laughs> I had, um, I don't understand electricity sometimes. And there is this uh, guy, I kind of know him and I was just making small talk with him. And I says, here's something about electricity. I don't, uh, I don't understand. Tell me this. I said, I said, you are falling from the sky and you grab on to the top wire with both hands before you hit the ground, uh, you know, of your telephone poles, you know, yep. your, your, your yep. wires out in the yard. I said, would I be electrocuted? Okay. I think it's a, a perfectly acceptable scenario. He would not answer my question. <laughs> Go find out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Why won't you? Know, he was like, he would not allow that question to even stand because, you know, how can you fall from the sky and grab onto the wire? And I said, that is not the point. You know, I said, if I were to jump up, and grab that top wire with both hands, would I be electrocuted? And he wouldn't answer the question. Wouldn't answer it. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I challenge you. Go find an electrician and ask them that question. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And what, what would be the reasoning why 
He wouldn't want well, to answer. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when I drive down the road, I'll see a bunch of birds all lined up on the top wire and they're not dead. You know, if like one of them stuck their wing out and touched the other one, would they get electrocuted or, or if they would just stand on one foot? <laughs> I think, I think the birds are on top of the wire. And if you were hanging, you'd be on the bottom. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, I don't know. Random questions. I remember one time I was at a Starbucks and I'm having a coffee and I was with my guy I work with and this lady was sitting over there and uh, we were talking with her. She was a, a biology professor at college. So we started talking about dinosaurs and like alien lands. And is there, could there be uh, worlds out there that are just so astronomically large that we are just an atom in their, uh, in their world, you know? And she was talking about like gravity and the viscosity of blood and the heart's ability to pump it, you know, and the, limiting the size of, of organic life on earth. That was just a fascinating discussion. And all it took was just, you know, we were just talking about something about dinosaurs. Yeah. And then, you know, I try to ask the electrician if I were to grab that top wire, if I was falling out of the sky, would I get electrocuted? <laughs> <laughs> I can't yes. think of a possible scenario where I could ask a firewooder a question that it, they wouldn't cheerfully answer it. <laughs> yeah, although you haven't run into anyone in firewood telling you that you sell your wood for too much compared to what they sell it for and all. Well, you must, you probably aren't on Facebook that much because on there you <laughs> see all these people that are so mad at people who sell it for more than them and yeah. they're ripping people off. And I, you know, I don't know. There's, I think there's a few out there, but they're limited. I don't advertise. I'm on Facebook. My my company's page is on Facebook, but I don't advertise on it for sale. And uh, my Facebook page has has evolved over time. Um, where before it was just showing, you know, gorgeous pictures of firewood, uh, but now I've transitioned to where I'm showing off the machines. I just yeah. think that's more. I just think that's more fun. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't have enough firewood for sale, anyways. So there's no need for me to advertise. And right. um, but like on Facebook, I know what you mean. I belong to these user groups, and I do not participate in them. I find them depressing because <laughs> I remember when I was starting off with my idea of my firewood business model. I would run it through people like on Facebook, and they just everything was dumb. Everything's wrong. Yep. Ain't gonna work. You know. And yep. then, um, uh, and that's what I think about people in firewood. There are, there is that salty, crusty, uh, element that's out there. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily offend me because I think people are at least being honest and, and telling you what's on their mind, you know? Um, right. but I don't, I don't think they're snobby about it. I don't well, know. Well, let me ask you this then you, yeah. you say you haven't met many people that you don't like have you met anyone that doesn't like you be honest <laughs> <laughs> um uh not i don't think about in my firewood capacity uh softball definitely <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about being a softball coach. It's probably like 
any type of coach, especially when your teams are good. And uh, I had a some prolific rec league teams. And then when you have a good rec league team, your phone starts ringing from the travel organizations. They want you to oh. coach coach a team. And once I became a travel coach, that's when I started learning. All these people out there just hated me. The president was laughing because this lady was calling them, asking, do they have any teams that their daughter can play on? And she found out the one team was coached by me, and she was like, I would never let my daughter play on that, that jerk's team, you know? And uh, I don't know. It was just That's what, what it does to people. <laughs> I, I've always yeah i don't think i'm a controversial person i think i'm pretty pretty likable but not and capacity of softball there are people out there man that's why i told you when i go into a like a store if i see someone down aisle five i go oop <laughs> gotta yep. turn around and go this way <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. you seem to have people that you seem to attract people that don't like you though i was gonna I, just say i wish i wish i could say the same but i can't because i i think there's plenty of people out there who don't like me yeah you your know comments, who you are. you <laughs> you get a number of comments that i don't get uh, with firewood but you seem to draw draw some attention yeah i i don't know what it is sometimes it's just i rub people the wrong way or i might say something or act a certain way that you know people don't like people don't like that side of i don't know it's 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 interesting because i kind of come from that background of having the the attitude, you know, being in wrestling, I was the heel, I was the bad guy. So <laughs> maybe I just carry that on through life. But, you know, and, and hey, I don't need to be liked by everyone. You know, not everyone has good taste. Yeah. Had <laughs> I known you were a wrestler back when I was a big wrestling fan, I would have liked you because I liked all of the bad guys. I don't know why. I just did. <laughs> I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> uh, Although I didn't like Hulk Hogan when he became a bad guy. Uh, that didn't work for me. Uh, but, yeah. You know, like the Iron Sheik and <laughs> uh, the who was the guy that did Elvis? The Honky Tonk Man. The Honky oh, Tonk Man. Great. I love that guy. He was hilarious. <laughs> he would just blast someone with his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have a firewood wrestling show. Oh, my goodness. Just yeah, don't wear that... the, just don't wear the tights, please. <laughs> or if you did wear a mask over your face, that would make us all a lot happier. <laughs> uh, I actually did that at a few a few times. I did uh, wear a mask as a part of the gimmick that I was doing because nobody could know who I was when I kept attacking these people in the ring. And mm -hmm. then we finally did the big reveal, and everyone's like, "I knew it was you, you." a-hole <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean gimmick are you telling me that wrestling isn't real come on i know well yeah it's people are fake wrestling is real <laughs> <laughs> so what are the professional wrestlers like are they jerks or you know is it just the wide range of personalities or are there a lot of snobbery in wrestling there there are a few snobs but they generally tend to get weeded out pretty early on in their careers it's 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 the same thing it's like a brotherhood you know you have people that you're all there you have the same like-minded interests and every now and then there's a bad apple that comes along but generally mm -hmm. when people are like that 
they end up eliminating themselves because nobody wants trouble, you know, in a locker room on a show. People don't promoters don't like it. Other wrestlers didn't like it. So it is probably I would imagine like you you can dislike someone, but it can still be professional. Right. And you can you can behave professionally. And then when the match is over, then you're back to disliking each other. Yes. When it was time to work, you you had to put all differences aside. You had to get the job done, put on the show. And yeah, if you there were things you didn't agree with, then you know, you, you left those in the locker room or left those outside the arena. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, in the in the firewood industry, we'll say we'll leave that in the woodyard. Yes. A... <laughs> leave it in the woodyard. Leave it in the woodyard. <laughs> Leave it in the woodyard with all the work that I didn't get accomplished. <laughs> Dan, I think this could be just another mindless babbling of two woodhounds here at uh, Woodhound Studios. It could be, but, you know, it's, it's uh, what was on our mind. You know, we had, like you said, all those get togethers. The year is off to a great start meeting people meeting old faces again, seeing new people. I mean, it's everything is going yeah. on. So. Yeah, I had never, I would have never thunk that Firewood and YouTube would lead to this. Yeah. And I just think it's awesome. I think it's just, a, it's a nice fellowship. I really like it. Yep. And if you don't like it, don't be a snob. <laughs> keep your opinion to yourself <laughs> yeah well you know there are no snobs i think the people that i had brought out you know are i think that was different in a different setting than you know where the these get-togethers are taking place yep i don't know it's just it's just nice i really hope and i would challenge everyone out there if you have not attended one of these regional events uh, like there was one out at um, in Maryland last fall with firewood at the furnace. I had a nice turnout. Uh, yeah, I think you go to them. And if you don't have one in your area, well, then have one. Or some of these shows, speaking of which, coming up in two weeks, you're going to be in Maine. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Loggers Expo in Bangor, Maine. I'll be at the Fox Forestry booth on Friday and Saturday, the 19th and 20th. There you come go. On so come on out and enjoy the fellowship. Yeah, come on out. And if you're able, uh, let's hang out, man. I'll get to know you. And um, uh, you never know. There might be other opportunities, too. I know you're going somewhere, aren't you, here in the spring? Or is um, this in the summer? In the summer, in August, I think, is my next event I, but there's a few that might pop up here and there just depending on my schedule i have a bunch of weddings and all kinds of stuff oh for good good yeah. goodness sakes yeah weddings <laughs> <laughs> talk about meeting snobs oh there's a place to at meet. a wedding <laughs> last wedding i think our kids were still young we were at it it was just it was an hour long and i was started twisting my daughter's arm to get her to cry so that i could get up and leave with her well get this two of the weddings i have to go to on the invitation it's specifically stated no kids we politely request no children attend well that hey that excludes you you can't go yeah there you go that maybe i yeah maybe i don't have weddings to go to i could use that Uh uh-huh 
<laughs> I wonder why they don't want kids. I bet you it's because of the cost of the reception more than them disrupting anything. Yeah. Are there uh -huh. just wedding snobs? <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell who has kids too. If you're in a restaurant and a kid's acting up and stuff, the parents, you know, you just ignore it and move on. But people that didn't, like the younger couples, you can tell they're all upset because yep. kids are disrupting them. There was a video I saw. It was a flight. It was a flight of the worst flights ever. And this <laughs> kid started screaming. You know, I mean, you know, if you've had kids, you know what that's like. The kid was screaming and he couldn't stop. And it just ruined the whole flight. Well, there was this one guy who just flipped out. He couldn't take it anymore. And he became the screaming kid, you know, like when they landed the cops, they had to divert the flight to get this guy off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's probably why they don't want the kids. I think, uh, I'm going to have to get going here. I got to get out and be snobby to somebody. Okay. All, all this, right. well, I gotta... all this good talk about being nice and kind and all this. Being the heel that I am, I'm going to go do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to go out and glue worms to the sidewalks just to give birds hernias. <laughs> I don't know jerk, if I'll go that <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to get outside and get to work, too, before it starts raining. Why not? There you go. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to Dan and I just babble on. Uh, but we want you to know that we thank you all for listening to the Woodhounds podcast and helping us be the number one podcast of firewood in the world. That is right. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next week, Wednesday morning, on all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's right. So, Dan, allow me to be the one this week to say, everyone, stay safe and be cool and please have a great day. Mm -hmm.